0: Welcome to Refocus On You, the podcast that takes you through a spiritual journey of overcoming the battles and gaining the victories in your life by incorporating the eight fundamentals of health. Connect with us online at refocusonyou.com. That's refocus on the letter U dot com. Or connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash refocusonyou. Now, sit back, rest, relax, refocus, renew, relive, and trust in God completely. Here is your host, Melinda P., and co host, Dr. E.
1: Well, alrighty, now. And welcome to the last day in September. Konnichiwa and ohio gozaimasu. That's good afternoon to my East Coast family and good morning to the rest of you guys. Yes, yes, I'm your host Melinda P. And do you know who I am co-host Dr. E (laughs) is in the house (laughs) refocus on you refocus on you
2: refocus on you refocus on you refocus on you you, refocus on you life is so good don't waste your time it's never too late Re-focus on, you. Re-focus, on you. Refocus on you. Refocus on you. Refocus on you. Refocus on you. Tell me how to put it all again Tell me how to put it on again Tell me how to put it all again. Refocus on you. Let's get real about this.
3: You know, Melinda P. To our listening audience, I'm not gonna out you and tell on you. <laughs> That do you know who I am? But I will admit to my listening audience that that used to be a favorite statement. (laughs) You know, when you're young and you think you're all that. (laughs) But I'm not going to go into detail. But there was an episode that I had with Melinda P. Oh gosh, (laughs) where I was using my "Do you know who I am?" Being a doctor, and she threw all that out the window. <laughs> and When he acted up, I have been back to that <laughs> hospital since, <laughs> and we will get into that.
2: Uh, so we're
3: not—I'm not, not going to out her when we get to know you all better. She might tell you, but I doubt it. <laughs> anyway, so I decided I best not come to the hospital anymore, as you know, Doctor Extraordinaire do you know who I am? This is someone I know and I need you to do this and that. Because you don't know how your family is going to act. Which mm-hmm. leads me into a lot of people have said, how is it that you and Melinda P sometimes sound very much alike? Well, if if our voice and our tone and our laughter is very similar, that is because we are related. We are first cousins. Our fathers are Brothers. And I was sharing with Melinda P. a few days ago because our fathers are very close. So, consequently, we're very close and we spend a lot of time together. We spend a lot of time growing up and in our adult years, and we have been there for each other through thick and thin. So, I am so grateful for my cousin, Melinda P., and I hope I have been some kind of blessing. Her, although sometimes my wheels come off my little car.
2: Oh, but I,
1: <laughs> and you know, and you know that's so true. That is that uh, that's so true. But you know what? I, before we finish, before I want to finish with Dr. E, I do want to welcome you again to another episode of the Refocus on You podcast. We're in part four, and we're going to get in the heart of things. And Dr. E, finish what you was going to say. I was sharing with Melinda P. that a few months
3: ago I was at my father's house. And sometimes I'll stop by if I'm tired or just need to unwind or get away from the hustle and bustle and spend some time talking to my father. But this particular day, I think I had spent the night because I wanted to go to church with him the next day. But I woke up that morning and something very unusual happened. I woke up hollering and for my mother, just saying, ma, ma. And I've never done anything like that before. My mother has been gone for probably about 18 or 19 years. And so this was very strange for me. But as I began to holler her name, my father heard it. And he came running around the corner saying, daughter, what is it? I'm here. And this week, I am reminded that Our heavenly father says, when you cry out in distress, he will come immediately. And I am so thankful for my earthly father that when I called out for my mother, he was there and he came. And I am so thankful for my heavenly father that when I cry out in despair or disappointment or frustration, he comes immediately and comforts me. And so. I just wanted to give my father, Don Magic, a shout out. Shout out. About your daddy. Yes, I said daddy.
2: <laughs> my father or uh, dad.
3: I said <laughs> daddy. And I'm 57 <laughs> years old and I am so thankful and blessed that I have a father that I can call daddy. Dad, I just wanted to let you know I love you.
1: Amen. Amen. And I love you too, Uncle Donald. I I do too as well. And you know, that is so true. Thinking about like you was talking about our fathers and how they've been there for us and, and my dad in particular, he's just awesome. He's just wonderful. I remember a couple of years ago when I had a birthday and my father said he would come in town and we'd celebrate for my birthday. And I said, all right, great. And I had some things planned. I said, Dad, I said, let's, let's do uh, lunch in Santa Monica. And after that, I have a quick appointment and then let's go to Glen Ivy Spa where they have the outdoor mineral springs. And so he said, "Sure, no problem." So we drove to Santa Monica, we had lunch on the beach just just an awesome time, and we headed to UCLA for a routine visit and there, where I, I had was seeing my doctor, she was listening to my lungs, and she said the Air was not flowing correctly. And I'm like, really? You know, I I feel okay. I mean, I'm a little wheezy and, uh, you know, just a little bit of out of breath, but I mean, nothing, nothing stopping me today. You know, I was ready to kick it with dad. And so she listened again and she said, well, let's do some blood work. And boy, I tell you, boy, I tell you, talk about plans was gone. Seemed like when I blinked, next thing I know it, I was admitted into the hospital. Oh, Ah, Oh, yes, my poor daddy. Oh, it was late that evening at that. It was about, I don't know, five, six o'clock that evening. He had to find a hotel. The next day he came back to the hospital and I know he was hoping I'd be discharged, but mm -mm, nope, folks, don't get it twisted. I tell you, UCLA docs, they do not play. They are very thorough at what they do. And so that little visit that I thought I was going to be in there for, let's say, a couple of days actually turned in to a little over a week. Wow. Yes. And so my father had to take my car. He had to find his way back home which is about a good two hours back to my house. But, you know, I'm about two hours from UCLA. And, you know, I just really appreciate him because, you know, his plans originally was to come in town for a few days, hang out with his daughter, spend some birthday time with her. And instead, he had to spend about a week, a little over a week at my oh. house by himself. Yes, Yeah. So, you know, my mother couldn't be there. My husband couldn't be there. But I thank God for an awesome, awesome, God-fearing father who is always there no matter what. What was really awesome as well is the following day after that was my birthday. Hmm. and So my dad drove back to UCLA, a two-hour drive, all right? Yes. And we had an awesome birthday celebration. We had some gourmet hospital food. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, we both had ordered the chocolate cake as dessert. We we talked, we laughed, we watched TV, we went out on the patio. Oh, it, it was just, it was just wonderful. I enjoyed the birthday because it wasn't just about me. It was about spending quality time with my father. And that was, you know, that was more important than having a birthday party or laying up in some spa. It was just meaningful. I mean, doctor, e, words cannot express the joy that was in my heart. And also, too, my father and I, one thing we love to do, and every time we get together, we all, you know, Dad loves to go take me to see his team, the Cubs, play, which is, you know, that's just our little thing. And, you know, we, we go to the baseball games. Even as a little girl, when he would take me to the baseball games, I always stayed right behind him. These are moments like this I think of that I am proud of my father and that I feel so blessed. And you don't, you don't get fathers like that. Not everybody has a father like that. One other last thing, I, I do have to tell you this. One other last thing about, I don't know, maybe seven, maybe about seven years ago, we took a father and daughter cruise. Yes. And it's funny because I was listing all these activities, like Dad, let's do this, let's go here, do this, let's go do that, and I could see my father's face, like, "Ooh, I am not feeling this, I am not feeling that." But you know, he was he was a trooper, he was a trooper, Doctor E. And so, one of those activities, one of those tours I had selected was for us to do to go zip lining. I had never went zip lining, my father had not either, and so I said, "Dad, let's do." ziplining. I could see the fear a little bit on my dad's face because, you know, he was up in age. I ain't going to say how old he was, but he was, he was, he was he was, he was over 65. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> but let me, but let me tell you, when we went, uh, you know, we went ziplining and let me tell you that Sergeant Major Magic. Okay was in action. Dad, you know, Dad was climbing that tree like G.I. Joe. (laughs) Okay? I will tell you, I I climbed, I got up the tree, ziplined over on the other on the other side, and it was a wrap for me. But Dad, <laughs> I sat that one out. All right, I set that one out. But your Dad, he was going for a second, third, fourth time. I was like, mm, don't get it, don't get it twisted, Christine. I I guess your father still got it, and so he's he's just always been awesome. He's a wonderful, wonderful father. And I tell you, you know what, Dad, you have made me into the woman who takes no mess. And though I am a sweet little angel, don't get it twisted, folks, because Roy and Cora is in me and also Valerie. <laughs> yeah, listen, <laughs> a little bit uh, of my second uh,
3: moment. As she is talking about sweet little me, I'm shaking my head. If you're on TV you see yeah, I don't know, what she's talking about sweet little angel. I have never. There's no dignified way to.
2: Speak. I have never
3: encountered the sweet little angel. Uh,
1: anyway, but you know, I, I do thank you, Dad, <laughs> for teaching me how to never settle, always being kind, working hard, and always being in a position of strength. And so my father has never missed an event nor spent quality. I mean, he's always spent quality time with me. He comes to see me a lot, calls me just about every day, giving me fatherly advice, even when I don't ask for it. But, But you know what? He's been a big influence in my life. He's the reason why my husband is humbled sometimes. <laughs> uh, but I thank you. I, I thank you. I, he's a blessing. I'm a daddy's girl. And you know, not all men can be great fathers, but. I do want to say to all the men out there that are real fathers or who play a father's role, who are loving and supporting to their children and God-fearing, humble fathers, cheers, cheers, cheers. I salute you. And so folks, with that, I know in fact, I don't want you to touch that dial. I want you to get up and stretch and feel the spirit. We'll be right back.
0: Stick around. More with Melinda P. and Dr. E is on the way. Refocus on You. We'll be right back. Connect with us online at refocusonu.com. That's refocus on the letter U.com. Once again, here are Melinda P. and Doctor E.
1: Yes, we're back, and thank you if you are still tuning in to the Refocus on You podcast. I am your host, Melinda P., and with me today is my awesome co-host, Dr. E., and we're on Envision Radio. That's right, Envision Radio at www.envision-radio.com. And so, Dr. E, we're moving on, and everyone has been so patiently waiting to hear my story. And so let me tell you, right now, we have gotten out of the military. We ended up getting married. We moved to Europe. We moved and and lived in Europe as a European citizen. We lived in Belgium for six months, Netherlands for two years, and then we moved to the UK for another two years. And eventually things weren't working out with my first husband. And so we divorced and I came back to the US. My mother at the time was living in Michigan. And six months later, I received notification that I had got an offer to work at Shepard Air Force Base in Wichita Falls, Texas. Mm, That's where it all began, guys. Yes, I would say I was there for about six months when little things started happening. It first began with a cough, like I was getting bronchitis, and it was also allergy season, so I wasn't thinking anything of it. I was seeing a pulmonary doctor, and he said I had had asthma, and so each day it was it was a struggle you know to to breathe I would cough and I would have a hard time breathing and so he would prescribe me a Z pack and steroids for about ten days seemed like it was working. And after I would finish the medication and two days later, the cycle would repeat. The coughing would come back. I'd have a little problems breathing and he would throw a few inhalers my way. Taking the drugs, I would be fine for a few days, like I said, and, and then back the same old thing, same old thing, just a vicious cycle. And so what he did was he he decided to put in an order for me to see the GI doctor. And the doctor did some tests. And they came back and they said, You have candida on this esophagus. Mm-hmm. And that was from not rinsing after I would do the inhalers. And so I ended up having a minor surgery on the esophagus where they removed the yeast. And I was put on a no yeast diet for about thirty days afterward. And if you have ever been on a no yeast diet, it's rough, you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, you are. Is. Yes, you are basically only eating vegetables and and some fruit. Mm-hmm. They needed to make sure all the yeast was cleared out. And so eventually, I I started to feel much better. And as soon as I got happy and thinking I was cured and and feeling well. I wasn't. And so at that time, I didn't go to the hospital. I figure I'd take some, you know, over-the-counter stuff and I'd be good. But then within weeks it became to get so bad that I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't drive. I had no energy to cook or do anything around my home. My two girlfriends who worked with me, Judy and Stephanie, brought me water. They they watched over me, and these ladies really took care of me as if I was family. And and you know, you have to remember I was in Texas in an area where I had no family. I didn't know anyone. And so I am so thankful for these women stepping up, helping me when I really needed someone. The doctor ended up writing a letter to the HR department requesting that I get out of the area because remember, a great deal of my symptoms they thought were allergies. As soon as I hit the Midwest, I was good. I mean, I felt great. I stopped coughing for a few days. You know, I figure I said, okay, it must be Texas I'm allergic to. But I remember being at your house, talking with you. And all of a sudden, it was like something had entered into the body. And instantly, I started feeling sick as if I had the flu. I remember telling you that, hey, I'm going to have to go back to my mom's house. And when I got back to my mother's house, I laid down for a few hours. And when I woke up, I couldn't move. I couldn't walk. You know, it's funny how it's something how what, you know, one minute you can be talking like everything is fine. And then the next minute, you can't move or walk. So much pain was going on. Yes. I was like, what's happening? What's going on? Yes. This isn't real. This isn't real. Yes, yes, yes. And that can be very,
3: very difficult. It's shocking because one, you were a young woman. Yes. Very strong and vivacious and outgoing. And suddenly you can't walk and you can't talk. And I know then that. Probably everything that you believed was coming into focus and being challenged to its core. Because when sickness comes, we will often do that.
1: Why me? Yeah. Why me? And that's exactly what I was saying. Why me? Folks, we're out of time It's a wrap for us today. Dr. and E and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Refocus On You podcast and go to my website at www.refocusonyou.com or Amazon and pick up a copy of my latest book, Will Thou Be Made Whole, a 31-day devotional book of health and wellness, stories that will help you focus on the positivity of living a blessed life. So catch us next week as I go deep into the diagnosis and how I had to call on God, for I was not prepared for the storm that was ahead of me. Until we see each other again, as we said in Portuguese, Ate Log.
0: You've been listening to Refocus on You with Melinda P. and Dr. E. Connect with us online at refocusonyou.com. That's refocus on the letter u.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebookcom backslash Refocus on You is a nonprofit 501c3 organization that helps people who have been given a life-threatening medical diagnosis to have life-saving resources. The organization's goal is to improve the overall health and quality of life for individuals. Your generous contribution will go to make sure that the vision of Refocus On You will continue helping all of those who are in need of help navigating through devastating health diagnosis. Be sure and sign up for our free newsletter where you'll be the first to receive up-to-date information on how Refocus On You can help you live a more healthy, positive lifestyle despite the roadblocks that you may encounter in your life's journey.